This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Nurses at St. Louis University Hospital took breaks from their shifts last week to protest the hospital's understaffing. The rally was for a nationwide day of action organized by the National Nurses Union, uh, National Nurses United Union. One, two, three, four. We know what we're out here for. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Come on, slew, negotiate. We are the nurses. We are the nurses. Mighty, mighty nurses. Mighty, mighty nurses. Everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. And it wasn't just nurses. At least one patient joined the demonstration as well. Pamela McLucas was at the hospital Tuesday morning to receive treatment for a bone infection in her foot. I did not expect to be here. Um, I have been here before supporting the nurses. This is my third or fourth year uh, supporting them because they are underserved heroes. They're, they're not acknowledged for what they do. The work that they do is immense. They work 12-hour shifts. And without the nurses, hospitals would not function. And while we have the doctors who study the medicine and create the programs to help heal people, the nurses facilitate that. Now, nurses are currently in contract negotiations with SSM Health St. Louis University Hospital. And here with me now to talk about it is Hadas Becker. She's a staff nurse in St. Louis University Hospital's emergency department. Hadas, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Also joining today's conversation is Marcelle Vernal, a staff nurse in St. Louis University Hospital's Interventional Radiology Department, and she's the chief nurse representative of the St. Louis National Nurses United bargaining team. Marcelle, well, welcome to you, too. Thank you. Thank you both for being, being here. here. Marshall, one of the biggest issues you and your nurse colleagues at SSM Health, St. Louis University Hospital, want addressed is capacity. That is, the hospital suffers from severe chronic understaffing. Tell us about that. How many nursing staff vacancies are there currently? Currently at St. Louis University Hospital, we have over 30% vacancies since uh, 2022. Um, SSM was one of the biggest hospitals to get on the gig app uh, for CareRev. And so we are staffed with a large number of agency nurses, which has had such a negative impact on the quality of our patient care. Mm -hmm. Now, Hadas, how are these vacancies felt by nurses on a typical shift? Um Primarily in one or two ways. The first would be um, a change in the number of patients that you're assigned to take care of. So if a unit doesn't have enough nurses to staff at safe levels, then they increase the number of patients they're requesting a nurse uh, to cover Mm -hmm. for their shift. Uh, The other way is with 
agency nurses um, throughout the hospital, that is time that regular nurses are often having to show them where things are, tell them who to call, et cetera. So both of those take time away from patient care. Mm -hmm. And when you're receiving your training, how many patients are you taught is the ideal number to be working with at one time? Well, that depends on the department. each, each department has different standards uh, set by different boards. Um, so it really depends on the department. Yeah, yeah, true. For ICU nurses, it's usually a one-to-one or um, two patients at best. Okay. But if they're very heavy, it could be a one-to-one, and sometimes it could be a two-to-one. Okay. Now, the other part of what you are looking for um as we're talking about patients, has to do with security intervention. And both of you and your colleagues are also calling for that, particularly when it comes to volatile interactions with patients. Here's emergency room nurse Jessica Stulk speaking with our producer, Emily Woodbury, at a demonstration organized by the union last week. I have had people threaten my family. I have had people tell me that they were going to follow me to my car. I have also had, you know, other types of threats rather than just physical threats. You know, people are sexually inappropriate regularly. There's things that we deal with. Um, We can ask for security intervention. And if they do happen to be there, if they do happen to have staff that day, they may show up. They may, I mean, truly, like if they can help, they will. But a lot of the burden falls on the nurse to to put yourself in a better situation, to get out of harm's way, to be you know, know your exits. That all is very necessary when it comes to treating people anyway. But the fact that, I mean, we had an incident, I want to say about a month ago, where we had a gun in the waiting room and a patient threatening other patients, not even just staff, threatening other patients. And the ED, I mean, they had to remove people from the waiting room. But wouldn't it be great if we never had to get to that point? Like, and I know we don't live in a perfect world and I don't expect that we'll never have to use, you know, think on our feet and get out of the way of a flying urinal as the case may be. But truly like the burden, the stress, People sitting, waiting longer, people feeling like they're cared for less because we just don't have bodies to do so. That's increasing patient unhappiness and increasing patient violence. If they were attended to in a timely manner, if they felt like their needs were addressed, if somebody had time to stop and give them a blanket and or maybe, you know, pat on the shoulder or something, just a little reassurance. But we are running around like chickens with our heads cut off because we're asked to do so much. That's SSM health nurse Jessica Tulk talking about the threat of violence she feels while working in St. Louis University Hospital's emergency room. She spoke about the the lack of capacity. You don't have enough people, which then contributes to frustration. Um, some of the other things that Jessica mentioned, Hadas, does any of it ring true for you? Have you felt similar threats during shifts you've worked? Uh, very much so. Um, I think especially when our throughput is down, which is often due to not enough staffing up on the floors so the emergency room patients aren't moving through as quickly and the number builds up, 
Um, we, I have seen anywhere from 20 to 30 people in our waiting room waiting for hours and hours for mm-hmm. care. And then it becomes kind of like a tinderbox in there with patients kind of all upset and not understanding the process of that we are constantly evaluating who's sickest and trying to get them seen um, as quickly as possible. So yeah. it, it definitely, there are days where I don't want to go into the waiting room because I know that the patients are, are all getting anxious. Right. And everyone is under stress at that point. Absolutely. Marshall, is hospital management doing or not doing something? Um, What would you like to see changed? I would like for the administration to actually set the nursing ratios, well, not ratios, the number of patients per nurse at a reasonable level that the nurse can adequately provide the care. Mm At this particular point in time, we don't have a method of accurately, I don't feel, accurately assigning patients to nurses. For the most part, they look at the numbers. Based on the number of patients we have, they will assign a certain number of nurses to a particular unit or pull a certain nurse from a unit to go to a separate unit. That creates a very challenging difference. A situation for the nurses because at that point, even though it's one patient, the acuity of that patient could be extremely high, mm-hmm. which requires a lot of that nurse's time. And that's something that we don't see anymore. Uh, there used to be something called a continuity of care. I've been a nurse 38 years, and it was the same nurse taking care of the same patients for sure. the three days during their shift. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's not what we have now. Yeah. And is that what you hear from other nurses, that they want that addressed? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, a statement here, um, an SSM Health St. Louis University Hospital spokesman shared it with us, and it reads, The hospital is incredibly fortunate to have a talented, compassionate, and dedicated team of expert nurses and professionals who provide exceptional health care services to our patients and community every day. As you know, healthcare systems in St. Louis and across the country continue to face significant challenges due to the nation's critical shortage of nurses and healthcare professionals. Like many hospitals, we are utilizing agency staff as appropriate to maintain safe staffing while we actively recruit additional nurses to join our team. SSM Health remains committed to fostering a positive, supportive workplace where team members can thrive. This includes significant investments to ensure competitive compensation, opportunities for career development and growth, and programs to support employee physical, emotional, social, and spiritual well-being, end quote. What is your reaction to that statement, Marshall? I think in their mind, they do believe that they are providing that, those services. But the reality is, is that's not what the nurses feel. I do believe we are a talented group of individuals who care and want to be at St. Louis University Hospital. We take care of the sickest of the sick. St. Louis University is known throughout the United States of having the most difficult and the most critical patients. So you need that excellent skill set to actually provide that care. And people actually come to St. Louis University Hospital to get those skills, and then they move on. Okay. The challenge is retention. Mm-hmm. Retention is a big problem in a lot of places. 
How about for you? What do you think of of what has been stated and what you have seen not move, Hadas? Um, I would say I, our mission statement through um, our exceptional healthcare practices, we reveal the healing presence of God. We all feel that very much as part of our job, and we, we love the hospital that we come to work for. But for example, St. Louis University Hospital has a 30% vacancy rate, whereas in Missouri, the current average is an 18% vacancy rate. That's a significant difference. Right, right. That, um, they have focused on hiring new nurses, which take more time to orient new grads, um, and the retention just is not there. Yeah. We're going to dig more into this topic, including what makes St. Louis University Hospital unique and how traveling nurses play into all of this after a short break. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. Welcome back. Today we're talking about nurses at SSM Health St. Louis University calling for improved working conditions. That includes higher pay, security intervention in interactions with volatile patients, and more nurses on staff. And we have two St. Louis University Hospital nurses with us. Marcel Vernell is a staff nurse in SLU Hospital's Interventional Radiology Department. She's also the Chief Nurse Representative of the St. Louis National Nurses United Bargaining Team. And Hadad Becker, who's a staff nurse in SLU Hospital's emergency department. Before the break, we were talking about staffing and traveling nurses. I want to make sure we get to that. Um, Now, to meet demands during the coronavirus pandemic, hospitals have hired traveling nurses to accommodate an increase in patient numbers. Well-compensated traveling nurses are working in shifts alongside permanent nurses like yourselves who make less than their traveling counterparts. Here's emergency room nurse Jessica Telk once again speaking at a demonstration last week outside the hospital. We are essentially, I mean, we are grabbing at straws to fill nursing jobs. We are bringing in um, agency nurses, contract nurses who we appreciate them, you know, we value them for what they bring to the table. We could not operate our emergency department or our hospital without the presence of them there. And truly, I have met some amazing ones. That said, they are not the same. You know, they don't know our population as well. They don't know our hospital as well. They don't know our staff as well. They don't know the ins and outs. Every hospital, especially SLU, truly, like, they, they pride themselves on being kind of like a smaller, big hospital, right? And I have heard a lot of different people refer to staff as like a family to some extent. And that said, I mean, we truly like whether you love your coworkers or not, you do have to work with them at the end of the day. It just is a huge slap in the face knowing full well that these people that will be with us for only a number of weeks, we're training them. Some of them, it feels like training them from the ground up, even though they come with these competencies that they supposedly have already checked off on. Um, You know, that said, they're getting paid twice what we're getting paid. So pay is another issue here. Um, Before we get to that, you can hear the frustration in Jessica's voice. And when she said, 
um, small, big hospital. It sounds like it's small staff, big hospital, lots of patients. So how is it that that traveling nurses are, um, they're a Band-Aid that's not working or helping Hadass? That's an excellent question. They're a Band-Aid. They're there. They give medications. They assess patients. They have their competencies checked off before they come to the floor. Um, Some of them stay for multiple contracts and become people that we work with and become part of our team. In fact, one of our travelers in the ER has transitioned to full-time, but that's one out of many. And um, they're there for 12 to 13 weeks, and then they're gone, and then we're helping orient a whole new group. Mm-hmm. So it just it just doesn't do enough uh, to build our, our solid team uh, that we need in any unit in the hospital mm-hmm. to um, function at our best. Right. And it's hard to function at your best if you know that somebody who's coming in temporarily is getting paid a lot more. So, Marshall, what are we looking at insofar as pay goes? I mean, what are wages currently, and and are they even close to adequate? Missouri's wages are lower nationally than any other wages, uh, nurses' wages um, throughout the country. Fortunately for us, we have a union, and because of us, we have kind of raised the bar. Uh, Other hospitals typically will wait to see what our average raises are, and then they bump them up Uh, above it. But we, at that, with that being said, now we are the lowest as far as wages. But it's time to negotiate our contract. What I'm finding more so than anything else is SLU's focus is on a lot of the new grads. And so the new grads are coming in in the high 20s as far as hourly rate. And then you have nurses who have five years or more experiencing experiences, maybe making a couple of dollars more. Uh, but not much more okay. uh, than the nurse that has minimal to little experience coming in. And that is a challenge um, in reference to pay. Yeah. Hadas, you were a teacher yes. before you became a nurse. Yes. Some of these things that we're talking about, it sounds like we're talking about education as well. And you are now three and a half years in at SLU. What keeps you there? The patients. Um, the the team that we do have, the the people that stay, it it is truly a wonderful place to work. Um, we we all have good days and bad days, like anyone. But I would say the good far outnumber the bad, um, and the ability to feel like we're making a difference and that our call to serve is is being met and and helping the community. Mm-hmm. And is that part of the reason you decided that you wanted to work at SLU Hospital? Yes. Okay. Were there other places that you worked before you landed there? Uh, I did. I worked at another major system in the St. Louis area. Um, also a great place to work, but just I, I didn't come home uh, feeling uh, like my needs were met. Mm-hmm. Um, I do utilize some of SSM SLU's health services and see a therapist and my therapist personally said um, – because through COVID, you know, it's it's a difficult time that the difference since I have come to the ER and my work-life balance, my my own belief in how I'm how I'm making the world a better place is is tangible. Yeah. And I think many other nurses feel that about coming to work at SLU. 
Are you one of those nurses, Marshall? What what has kept you at SLU, a hospital? I think it's been 18 years now? 18 years. Um, one of the main reasons is that we're the only union hospital in the city of St. Louis. As a union representative, nurses now have a voice. Mm-hmm. When practices are changing or administration decides to change nurses' hours or their response times, we can negotiate over that. And that is the one thing that keeps me going. I aver- I've worked at several uh, hospitals and served in various roles as a nurse, my average has been like five to six years. So for me to have stayed 18, mm-hmm. I really do enjoy my job and I love representing the nurses. And actually one of my mottos is that I question administration constantly of who cares for the people that takes care of the people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the union takes care of the people yeah. that care for the people. And is that part of what gives you hope, being able to do that work? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what brings me in every day. Mm-hmm. And when did that union sort of situation, that started not that long ago, right? It's been over 10 years. Okay. It has been over 10 years, and I have been the chief nurse rep for the, that duration. Mm-hmm. Adas, was that an attraction? Absolutely. And it was something that you knew about before you went into? Yes. Okay. So there are a lot of things that are that work in, in favor of St. Louis University Hospital. Now, the, the hospital's contract with staff nurses expired last week on Thursday, which was just a couple days after that protest. Marshall, where are negotiations currently regarding the next contract? At this time, we have everything on the table. The union has put all, all of the all of the articles that were up for renewal are all on the table, and the ball is in SSM's court at this particular point in time. Okay. And do you have any sense of timeline? No. No. <laughs> this is a process that is extremely unpredictable. I will say the attorneys keep saying we really want to get this done, and I hope they do because we do too. Yeah. We are ready to move forward with our new contracts so that we can get our raises so that we can continue to receive the great benefits that are available under our union contract. Mm-hmm. Now, we've heard some audio of um, colleagues we heard from a, a patient. You know, Hadas, you are sort of in this unique position where you can speak openly about your work because of the the union. You can even be critical of hospital management because of that protection that you have through National Nurses United. And we should mention that not all nurses at St. Louis University Hospital are covered by the union. How are those nurses doing? Um, you know, what are they thinking? What are they feeling? Um, well, the nurses that aren't covered are, are mostly the travel nurses. Mm-hmm. Um, and travel nurses, because they move from contract to tra- contract, often say that they don't get involved in hospital politics. They just want to be there to take care of the patients. We also want to take care of our patients. Um, I would say that in other hospital systems, you know, your only voice is to quit. Mm-hmm. And the union gives us the ability to say, no, we don't want to quit. We want to work together with management to make our hospital the best that it can be and yeah. um, taking care, the best care of patients. Mm-hmm. Michelle? 
I wanted to mention that a lot of the nurses that are not covered are the permanent charge nurses. Okay. And the majority of them moved from the um, staff nurse level into the uh, charge nurse positions. A lot of them, I would say several of them, if not the majority of them, one of their questions or one of their concerns when they made the transition was leaving the union. So from that perspective, those are the ones that are primarily not covered. And um, I think if I took a poll, I'm just going to throw it out there, that a a large portion of them would have preferred to stay under the union if they could have. Mm -hmm. And this is the the final question. To what extent do you think that people don't really understand that you deserve these changes because nursing is something where you're expected to just care for people without much regard for yourself? Just in a sentence, what do you do you think that there's something to that? Most nurses are caregivers at home as well as at work. Real nurses and not the newer, not some younger nurses, I would say, or some of the younger nurses are in it for the money. Mm -hmm. Those of us that have been doing it for a while do it for the care and the care that we provide for our patients. We understand that we could never be replaced with a computer Mm -hmm. or a robot. It is that healing touch, that connection that we make with patients that help people heal. And I think that's what we thrive and enjoy. Hadass, does that resonate? Yes. I, I'm going to disagree only with one little thing. And I've seen plenty of younger nurses um, who, are, who have come in. I've been honored to help train them and see them grow as nurses and stay at SLU. Um, I, I, I love that Marcelle wants to take care of us. Um, I have days where it'll be six hours and I'll realize I haven't used the bathroom and I haven't eaten. Um, and better staffing, uh, better ways of, of management supporting the staff would enable us to then take better care of our patients. Hadas Becker is staff nurse at St. Louis University Hospital's Emergency Department, and Marcelle Vernell is a staff nurse at St. Louis University Hospital's Interventional Radiology Department and Chief Nurse Representative of the St. Louis National Nurses United Bargaining Team. Thank you both for being here today. Thank you so Thank much. You. This episode was produced by Emily Woodbury. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.